takes over. Smith comes out to the neutral zone. Deals right. Marshall fires. He scores! Live from the Finley Chevrolet Fox Sports Las Vegas Studios and live at LVSportsNetwork.com. Smith to Marshall. Four to two Golden Knights. This is the Vegas Golden Knights Insider Show. Your destination for inside access with the team, exclusive player interviews, and breaking news from around the National Hockey League. Here are your hosts, Darren Millard and Ryan Wallace. And welcome in Vegas Golden Knights Insider Show, Fox Sports, Las Vegas. Wallace out on the homestead, Millard out at the estate, and Chapman back inside the Finley Chevrolet Fox Sports Las Vegas Studios. Finley Chevrolet on the 215, home of the... Yeah, baby, clinching. We have a playoff spot for a fourth straight year. How about that? The Golden Knights are trucking off to the Stanley Cup playoffs every year in existence. And what's impressive about this year, because every year is its own little picture. Uh, This time around, you have a 56-game regular season, and the Golden Knights clinch with 10 games to go, which is right around the 20 percent mark uh, of the regular season if my math is correct it's probably just a little bit less than that but that's an amazing number like you're, you're you've got about 18 uh, percent of the season left and you've already clinched a playoff spot uh, well done uh, golden knights says they rip off a franchise equaling eight game winning streak uh, to uh, to put that uh, postseason berth in the bag and now it's uh, off and running to the next step but i, I i'm telling you like look at look at Calgary, look at St. Louis, look at the Philadelphia Flyers, the Dallas Stars, all teams that at the start of this year you said in the playoffs, and then we'll decide whether or not they can compete. But they're in the playoffs for sure, and those four teams are either not going to make it or are right on the bubble to make it. So this is not something that should be taken lightly. Uh, stick tap to everybody in the Vegas Golden Knights uh, hockey operations department. Yeah, I mean, you you got to give yourself a chance, right? You've got to get to the playoffs before you have a chance to win the Stanley Cup. And for the Golden Knights, that was that was really the first check mark that you needed to get in order to get to where you want to go with your ultimate goal of of competing for the Stanley Cup. So uh, it's a it's a great accomplishment and a fantastic accomplishment for this young franchise. And you know, I, we expect it here in Vegas. We expect it as we watch this team, but I don't think that we really grasp in the moment just how dominant the start has been to this franchise's history, the the way that we maybe should look back on it and, and say, this is so uncommon. And it's it's also more challenging, I think, this year, coming off a weird off season, no exhibition games, jumping right in the campaign, uh, injury is is an influencer in every season, but more so mm-hmm. this time around. And then you had that uh, that cloud that swirled around each team at some point during this campaign called COVID. And what was the go- the influence of of that element going to be? Dallas Stars got hit right at the very start and are just now, right now, recovering. Mm-hmm. And that was in mid January. Uh, the uh, the Buffalo Sabers ravished. The Philadelphia Flyers got knocked off kilter by it. So so there's there's that added element of uh, mystery about what is going to how how are you going to avoid something 
uh, impacting you in a negative basis. Uh, and then there's the the obvious, uh, the traditional one of just performance. Are players going to have good years or bad years? And and somehow the Golden Knights have been able to get through it. Uh, a pause from COVID, uh, two players impacted uh, with Nosek and, and Petrangelo. Uh, injury was a factor with Robin Leonard suffering the concussion. But hockey operations backed that up with a plan with Marc-Andre Fleury. They were able to, uh, to have uh, somebody there to be able to take the ball and run with it. And performance-wise, they've got career performances out of some of their best players. And it's, it's been a combination of good fortune, great planning, and incredible execution. 100%. And again, like you, you have to to really sit back and, and look at this season and, and judge it kind of on its own merit. It, it is certainly a season that's going to stand alone in terms of history, but the way that the Golden Knights have been able to navigate this 56-game schedule and really how they were able to navigate uh, just some of the challenges that popped up for them, it, it's certainly uh, putting them in, in the class of, of the league. And for me, I, I just I, I look at this organization, I look at this team, I look at really all the decisions that have been made to get to this point. And, you know, y- you have to be right often. You have to believe in people often, and I think that's what you're getting right here is you put the right people in place, you you bring in the right types of players, and you believe in that process, and eventually it pays you back. And for the Golden Knights, it's paid them back this season with a playoff berth and uh, a chance to compete for the Stanley Cup in the 2021 NHL playoffs. What was the best decision so far, or most impactful decision so far? by Hockey Ops and the general manager, Kelly McCrimmon, president of Hockey Operations, George McPhee. Was it re-signing Thomas Nosek, who there was no guarantee that he was going to be back, that he would fit under the salary cap? Uh, was it going with the two goaltenders and and putting that much emphasis uh, from a financial point of view on the goaltending position when you could use every dollar possible? Was it Alex Petrangelo and bringing in the captain of a Stanley Cup championship team, uh, the prize free agent signing? Or could it end up being Matthias Janmark at the deadline? Where where do you rank the significant signings or or decisions with this roster? Yeah, it's interesting. I, I think that when when you look at it, recency bias is probably going to creep in a little bit and you know, it, it kind of leads you to say maybe Tomasz Nosek, just simply because we've seen injuries and 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 Tomasz Nosek over the last little stretch really take control of that third line center spot, go on an absolute tear. Uh, but I think in terms of which decision is going to become most impactful, it's it's got to be Alex Petrangelo. Like you go out there, you bring in Petrangelo, you bring in that caliber of a defenseman and then the leadership intangibles on top of it, you bring him in to make an impact. And I don't know that the impact is necessarily going to be felt this regular season. I think the impact and, and where it gets felt with Alex Petrangelo is in the playoffs. And so it's a little bit of a cop-out, but I'm going to say Alex Petrangelo is is the most impactful signing. That's the one that matters the most to me because that's the one that gives you the highest payoff in the playoffs. I'll slide over to the goaltending. From the regular season, having Marc-Andre Fleury there, but 
not just having him there, but Marc-Andre Fleury playing like a man possessed out there. Marc-Andre Fleury, in a, entering a 56-game season, needed 23 victories to, to tie for third most all-time in wins. 56 games, you think you're going to split with, with Robin Leonard. So you mm-hmm. would, if, if you're going to play half the games, you'd have to win every game to get to top three. <laughs> that, that's the math. And, More or and less, yeah. through misfortune for Robin Leonard and the team, to a certain extent, because they would like to have both goaltenders healthy, Marc-Andre Fleury, if he wins two of his last five starts, if you if, if, going by the uh, rotation, he will be at 23 wins for this campaign. I think that is astronomical and, and a good fortune for the Golden Knights that they had that option with the goaltending when Robin Leonard got hurt. The second most important signing, I, I'll go with Nosek. Just where he's been able to go, and and I know that he missed some games and and scored in his uh, first game of the season, and then didn't didn't connect uh, with the net for a long time after, and then got COVID. But we're approaching a role here that is almost a third of the season long, where he's been in what you consider a, a hot streak, uh, a warm stretch, and that and that signing of Tomasz Nosek. I didn't think that they were going to be able to find a way to bring him back. I thought he would have been mm-hmm. priced out of their uh, salary cap situation. That's been really, really significant uh, for the fourth line, but also his ability to move up. Uh, and then I'll get into Pet- because I just don't think Petrangelo has been able to find uh, a rhythm be- with his third different restart uh, of, of yeah. the campaign. Yeah. It's common. Like, we've seen it in the last few games. He, he is just feeling it right now. The playoffs, though, when you uh, when you get into the Stanley Cup playoffs, only one goaltender can play. So will the once you get in there, it kind of changes. I, I think it'll be Petrangelo. I think it'll be Janmark, Nosek, and then and then Flurry, uh, in the most important category. I think it changes really big from playoffs or from regular season to playoffs, just because I anticipate. I'm guessing here. Uh, that they'll go with one mm-hmm. goaltender, and that lessens the the impact of having both. Yeah, I, that's that's kind of where I'm at. I, and, and and again, I I look at where I'm I'm expecting those payoffs to happen for the Golden Knights, and I agree with you in terms of Petrangelo just kind of not being able to get in his rhythm. But then you watch a game like he had last night against San Jose, where he is everywhere in the offensive zone, creating chances and looking every bit uh, the Alex Petrangelo we saw. With the St. Louis Blues, we saw a captain a team to the Stanley Cup. Uh, I just, I think that's that's got to be the most impactful signing. Like that has to be the thing that the Golden Knights look back on and say, if we didn't do that, then we wouldn't have gotten here. Wherever here is going to be, that to me is the signing. And then, you know, I I, I think there's there's a case for for Yanmark and and Nosek kind of right there as, as maybe. 2A and 2B, and then, you know, in, in terms of the goaltending, I think you're absolutely right, too. If you go with one guy, predominantly one guy, then that lessens the the impact of having both guys, and, and that's a playoff-centric uh, thing that you've got to deal with. That is well said. 
Extremely well said. Uh, love it. Uh, where where do you can you give us a quick rating on last night's game? Ooh, um, yeah. It, to me, it, it had everything right. It uh, it was one of those games where uh, the the juices were going early. Both teams were really really engaged. There was physicality. There were some kerfuffles. And Brent Burns and Max Pacioretty, they they really did deliver there in the first period from uh, from a, a a physicality standpoint. Now, the Golden Knights they were able to work themselves in into the game. They they had a really strong performance and they clinched a playoff spot, beating San Jose five to two. Listen, it, it's it's been more Bob Ross's lately than than I think anybody really expected. But for me, that game. Solid Bob Ross. Chapman? I'm going to take a page out of your guys' book today. Uh, I think given the circumstances, look, San Jose threw the kitchen sink at them, and the Golden Knights are just better than the San Jose Sharks from top to bottom. And I think the San Jose Sharks know that. So they tried to get a little, I'm going to use a word Darren likes to use, greasy in that game. Mm-hmm. The Golden Knights took everything the San Jose Sharks had in that game. I thought the, the the power play combination that we've now seen for two games in a row with Shea Theodore, Max Pacioretty, and Mark Stone, they deliver once again. Alex Tuck with a huge goal right off of a roughing penalty, right out of the box, gets the goal. They clinch a playoff spot. They beat the hated Sharks. They're 7-0 and against that team. It can't be anything other than a Bob Ross. Yeah, I agree with you. Uh, look at your phone right now, Chapman. I just sent you a text. Uh, so uh, as I communicate with you live on the air, and through text. Uh, Bob Ross, clinching game. Clinching night uh, for the Stanley Cup playoffs. Run the table against your opposition, your biggest rival. It's uh, fierce. It's intense. There's some uh, grittiness to it. Uh, defensemen actually came in to take the faceoffs outside. You had some uh, some passion uh, between the star players in Brent Burns and, and Max Pacioretty. Uh, there was a, a comeback where you trailed a couple of times, but really in the whole they played a strong game from start to finish. 40 shots on goal for the second straight game against the San Jose Sharks. And I think there's, there's, there's something extra special about clinching against your rival when you punch your ticket against your rival. That, that just makes you feel a, a little bit better about it, uh, wouldn't you think? Yeah, I think so. Uh, I I think it 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 has to be incredibly satisfying to do it against your rival while also beating them for the seventh time this season. That probably adds a little bit of a, a sweetener to it as well. Absolutely. Here's the general manager of the Vegas Golden Knights, Kelly McCrimmon, who joins the VGK Insider Show on Fox Sports Las Vegas with Darren Millard and Ryan Wallace. Uh, coming off a clinching night last night, uh, nothing's a guarantee. Uh, you know that. Uh, you've been around the game enough, so... Uh, I wouldn't assume that you just take that uh, for granted and, and move on. Uh, you take a, a couple of minutes to soak that in. Hi, Darren. Yeah, hey, it was uh, a real nice night. It was nice to clinch. Obviously, we expected that uh, you know we would be making playoffs with the year that we've had, but to be the first team in the NHL officially be a playoff team was a good accomplishment for our players and. You know, to continue uh, our winning streak with uh, with the way that the guys have played here uh, to get to this point. Uh, eight games. Uh, I'm curious. Uh, maybe off the top of your head, you you can't come up with it. But what's the what's the biggest, longest winning streak that you've ever been a part of? And I guess that would go back maybe to to 1979 when you were on that great uh, Brandon team. Yeah, that would be uh, the longest one that I've ever been part of. Whether to get to 29 games, I believe, mm-hmm. or something uh, in that area. 
Uh, I can't say it was because of me, but uh, it was a real good team, of course, that uh, you would uh, know lots about being from Brandon. Along with Kelly McCrimmon, Darren Millard, Ryan Wallace, this is BGK Insider Show on Fox Sports Las Vegas. Now, Kelly, when, you, uh, when you're looking at Matthias Janmark over the course of the last few games and, and how he's acclimating to the club, what have you liked about his game and, and, and really how has it kind of gone the way that you expected it to be when you acquired Matthias Janmark? Well, to this point, Matthias has been exactly what we uh, expected that he would be. He's been uh, versatile, used with a different uh, line mates here through uh, the early games of his time uh, in our organization last night, of course, with Jonathan March and so William Carlson. That switch was made uh, for the third period of the prior game. Um, you know, was really good in his games uh, in California where he joined our team for the final uh, three games of the road trip. And... You know, the speed, uh, you know, the the directness to his game, uh, I think, uh, really uh, helped him complement uh, our group of forwards. And it just, uh, you know, it, it almost, uh, you know, was exactly what our needs were. We needed another good NHL forward, and uh, Matthias has uh, really uh, fit the bill based on what our expectations were, based on what our needs were. Can you share what, uh, like, directness uh, means in in layman terms when you talk about a player like Matthias Yamark? Well, he takes pucks to the net. Uh, you know, he's got good speed. He gets in on the forecheck. He pressures. Um, you know, good work ethic. Uh, you know, just uh, you know, I think a player that becomes easy for players to play with because you know what to expect from him uh, based on his style of game. So, I think that's you know probably uh, a, you know a description of what. I think of when I talk about a player who plays a real direct game. He, he takes pucks to the net. He uh, drives to the net when he doesn't have the puck. Uh, you know, you know, plays in straight lines, and uh, you know, I think uh, compliments good players. Kelly McCrimmon chatting with us on the VGK Insider Show, Fox Sports Las Vegas. It's uh, where you come to for all your hockey news and information. Darren Millard, along with Ryan Wallace. You know, Kelly, when you look at Alex talk, of course the goals are going in for him this year, but really it's it's been his play defensively and, and really using his legs on the back check to have impact the game that way. What is what has kind of been the, the biggest key for you in, in assessing Alex talk and, and the layers that he's added to his game this year? Well, I think uh, his game really continues to grow, so... Um, you know, he's just getting that much uh, more time in the NHL. He's, uh, you know, 24 years old, um, you know, really just entering the prime uh, of his career, uh, contributes to the game even when he's not scoring. He, he recently had a stretch where he went dry uh, for quite a while, but, you know, just uh, really hard to defend. When he uh, when he gathers speed and, and attacks his own, he's really hard to defend. And I think the, the point you're making that we've also seen is he's using uh, that great skating ability, that size, and that reach also to be a good defensive player. And, uh, you know, he can really track people down from behind. And then, I guess, uh, again, the size and strength, uh, you know, have really allowed his game to continue to evolve and, and become uh, just that much more uh, complete of a player. The offense is still there. He's going to uh, hit career highs and goals. He's uh, definitely been uh, looked upon to be a key Offensive player, he plays. Uh, you know, one of our power play units has uh, has all year in, in that front position, and you know, I think that you know, there's a lot of 
there's a lot of things that players do to help you win. And, uh, you know, I've, I've said this before, when you get to the playoffs, you're you know, generally looking at games that are going to be 2-1, 3-2 type games. So, uh, yes, you need people that are going to get get your three goals, but you also have a lot of other areas of the game that it's important to play well. And I just think that Alex is uh, uh, really uh, improving. And, uh, you know, I, I use the term, you know, his game is growing. He's evolving. And, uh, you know, you, you mentioned, you know, he's adding letters to his game. I think that's another way of saying uh, something similar. But, uh, you know, again, for me, it's just uh, maturity, confidence, uh, more time uh, as an NHL player, and he just continues to uh, uh, improve daily. He's also got that game-breaker ability. And I think back to the bubble in the overtime game against Colorado last year in the round robin. He gives you uh, an attribute uh, that Pete DeBoer can put out there and make a play on his own. I think that's where it started. It was in the, uh, in the playoff last year when we're, we were in Edmonton. Uh, he scored some unbelievable goals. That He just used speed, skill, uh, blew by people. He, he was really hard. Uh, to contain, and that's where we really saw uh, saw it start. I just thought he took a big step. Uh, and then, if you remember, uh, he scored more goals in the playoffs than he did in the regular season. So that was kind of the the direction his game was going, and he's really gained momentum uh, ever since that point in time. And, and I guess you, you saw that because of the contract that you signed him to uh, with the term, and, and, and he bought in. But it's it's one where you have to be a little bit patient and, and let him just grow into it. Well, you saw glimpses, and that's oftentimes what it's what it's like for a young player. But you saw everything uh, that we're talking about uh, in this interview. We saw that you know, right from his first year. And, uh, you know, he was, um, you know, really good in his second year. I thought we really... Um, you know, saw a lot of offense from him and his confidence growing. But as we uh, touched on, as uh, he plays longer in the league now, his fourth year in our organization, you just see uh, him continuing to become a better and better player. And that's, you know, that's what, uh, you know, that's what you're betting on when you sign a young player to a long contract uh, like you did with Alex. And I think that uh, it's going to you know, prove to be one where he delivered great value to the organization for a long period of time. Familiar voice of General Manager Kelly McCrimmon of the playoff-bound Vegas Golden Knights joining us on the VGK Insider Show on Fox Sports Las Vegas, Darren Millard and Ryan Wallace. You know, Kelly, we, we've talked about this 56-game season and how it's going to be different, obviously, in in the wake of COVID. And, and I guess kind of my question for you is just in terms of, of handling this season, whether it be the, 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 the ability to rest players or win to rest players after games or, or what the case may be, what's been the biggest obstacle or the biggest challenge in navigating this 56-game schedule? Well, the, the challenges are pretty clear. They've made themselves real clear. Um, the, the the schedule being as busy and heavy as it is, that's something that I think all teams have uh, been faced with. Uh, you know, I watched our game last night. We've got some 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 tired players. We've played a lot of hockey. When you you'll go through stretches where you're playing six games in nine nights, you're playing nine games in fourteen nights, and you just don't have. Uh, you know the time that a that a regular season ordinarily gives you to recover, where you maybe have a couple of days off between uh, games. Right now, as we prepare for a game Saturday in Anaheim, uh, it's it's a long overdue break. And when I say a break, it's uh, it's two days before we play uh, in Anaheim. Uh, you know the rescheduling of the Colorado game then gives us a couple of days 
to get ready for uh, the Wednesday game against Colorado. So that's going to give us a little bit of an opportunity to recharge. But I think just the heaviness of the schedule uh, would be the first thing that comes to mind, what it does to your ability to practice, because uh, really for all intents and purposes, you know, you're lucky if you get a, get a real practice, you know, once every 10 days or two weeks. It's a lot of game-day skates, a lot of optionals for guys who maybe didn't have as much ice time. But in terms of, you know, good quality practice, very, very few and far between. And then the other thing that, of course, uh, is so different is just the, uh, the same seven opponents. And, uh, you know, that's, um, you know, all teams in the NHL are dealing with that within their respective divisions. But then on top of, uh, you know, a steady diet of the same seven teams, you never play a team once. We just finished playing, uh, you know, Anaheim twice, then we move on to play San Jose twice. Um, you know, oddly enough, it is a single into Anaheim. Uh, this weekend would have been a doubleheader against Colorado next week, which now is just a single. But for the most part, you're always playing as part of, a, uh, you know, at least a two-game set. And in some cases, we've had... Uh, four game sets. We had one with Arizona early in the year. We had one with, uh, with Colorado uh, late in February. So uh, that's much different than what uh, a normal season looks like. And, uh, and again, that's the you know the, the second biggest change, the or challenge, the, the weight of the schedule and the, um, the heaviness of the games, and then just the, the same opponents over and over again. It's, it definitely takes some getting used to. I think that's why Yanmark's got so much jump because he finally got to play somebody else. Than, than in the central. He's probably, yeah, he's probably excited to meet some new people yeah. and uh, see some new teams. So, <laughs> exactly. Uh, hopefully that continues. Hey, uh, just uh, before we go, when they rework the schedule like that, Kelly, uh, the National Hockey League, do they talk to you? Do you have any, like, when the, the big schedule comes out, you've got some back and forth and some, some uh, uh, we'd like to play here or there. Uh, and when they alter the schedule and you get this break, did you have any influence on that or recommendations on, on your side? You're included along the way. You can share what your uh, hopes are, but when you recognize the complexities of rescheduling games, and, and it, 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 it's so interesting now as we work our way through the season, I believe that we've had 57 games in the NHL that have been rescheduled, uh, most of those for COVID, and yet interestingly, games in Dallas earlier in the year uh, canceled or, or rescheduled because of bad weather. A uh, situation where Los Angeles couldn't get home from Denver because of bad weather, couldn't make it back to L.A. to play uh, two home games earlier in the year. So it, it just used to be you know, unheard of that a game would be rescheduled, whereas now um, you know, it, just, uh, it just happened more and more. I think we've been impacted around three times. Uh, it doesn't have to be uh, someone uh, in your own organization that encounters COVID. It could be the team that you're playing against. Uh, no different than it is here with Colorado uh, coming up this week. Um, you know, we've got a San Jose game that we've moved around the schedule. It's now been moved again to uh, to the final game of the season, I believe, on May uh, May 12th. So, you know, those are things. You know, we said at the start of the year that uh, you know, the ability to adapt is going to be critical. Um, you know, the ability to, you know, not worry about things that you can't control. I think that's uh, important. But to your question, uh, more specifically, you have to be a good partner because uh, the, the NHL, uh, for them to reschedule one game, um, it, it, it involves a lot of different uh, uh, factors and a lot of different inputs. Uh, you know, your travel uh, uh, personnel, you're changing flights with, 
your carrier, you're changing hotel reservations. It's been uh, it's been a season of uh, those types of things. But uh, again, if you uh, if you let it, if you let it bother you, I don't think it's going to be beneficial. So you roll with it, and you uh, you know you take the positives out of it that there is. And again, in this case. Uh, we've added two days to our regular season, which, uh, as busy as the schedule has been, isn't the worst thing. And we've got a chance now after Anaheim uh, on Saturday uh, to get a little practice time as we uh, as we prepare for Colorado. So you uh, you take the good with the bad and prepare for the next game. That's uh, really all you can do. Impressive. Eight wins in a row, punching the ticket to the Stanley Cup playoffs for a fourth straight year uh, in the franchise's history. Uh, very impressive. I'm glad you got two days uh, to kind of sit back and, and take it all in. And good luck on Saturday as you push this thing forward. Yeah, you bet. Thanks a lot, guys. There's Kelly McCrim, the general manager of the uh, Vegas Golden Knights. Normally I try and like have a little bit back and forth, a little bit uh, uh, joking, but it's too cool right now. Like What they're doing is there's, it's – just props to, to everybody over there. It's uh, it's wildly successful, and not just making the playoffs, but contending for a Stanley Cup each and every year. Absolutely. Wild. Uh, Jackie Redmond's going to join us from the NHL Network. Uh, she's coming up. Uh, we'll chat about uh, some league news, plus uh, good news of the day and NHL one-timers, all on the VGK Insider Show on Fox Sports Las Vegas. We're back to the Vegas Golden Knights Insider Show on Fox Sports Las Vegas, 98.9 FM and 1340 AM. Deals out high, Theodore. Feed side of the goal, they score! Alex Tuck, left side of the crease, puts Vegas in the lead for the first time today. Three to two nights with under a minute to go in the second. A great goal. Shea Theodore said he was originally going to shoot that puck, and Alex Tuck just appeared out of nowhere. And the Vegas Golden Knights took the lead and would not relinquish it against the San Jose Sharks last night. Earning an eighth straight win, earning a playoff berth for a fourth consecutive year, all four years that the franchise has been in existence. This is the BGK Insider Show on Fox Sports Las Vegas. Two hours of hockey talk every day, and if you want more, you can watch uh, Jackie Redmond on the NHL Network uh, weekdays at 1 o'clock Pacific time as she joins Darren Millard and Ryan Wallace. Yeah, does everybody have VGK fever around the NHL Network? Uh, first team, <laughs> or first team, first team, Jackie, to, to earn a playoff berth. Yes, first first official playoff team in the league this yep. year. We talked about it on the show today. And, you know, we talked about this season. It just feels like Vegas, like they haven't really had any lulls or any real, like, slumps to their season, which is wild because they've, they've gone through injuries and that sort of thing. But they've just been easy breezy all season long. I think they're the favorite for a lot of people at NHL Network right now. I know Mike Rupp for sure. They're his number one. Um, heading into the postseason here. So I just hope this season hasn't been too easy for Vegas. You better not go on Denver radio and say the same thing about the Avalanche. I don't. <laughs> no, no, I don't. I'm worried about Colorado right now. Listen, Colorado looks really good, and those two teams have probably been the most uh, consistent and dominant all season long. But I still think Vegas takes the cake. I do. <laughs> Darren Millard along with Ryan Wallace. This is the BGK Insider Show on Fox Sports Las Vegas. Chatting with Jackie Redman from the NHL Network. Now, uh, Jackie, when you're, when you're assessing the Golden Knights, when you're kind of just kind of looking at this team top to bottom, it, it doesn't appear that there are many holes, if any holes. And then the Golden Knights go out, they get Matthias Janmark, they add that depth and a, a player with a lot of range and speed. Uh, in, in looking at the Golden Knights, I... I I think they're a team that's built for the rigors of the playoffs. Do you agree with that? 
I do. And I think that if you look at how much this team that's only been in existence for four years, and I do feel a special connection to Vegas because their first year in the league was my first year covering hockey full time, like full tilt, like I'm actually like considering myself in the hockey world at this point. So I do feel a special connection to them. But their roster has changed so much since that first season, which was obviously a very successful year for them, um, going all the way to the cup final and losing to Washington. So I do think that they've made appropriate moves. I also think, you know, what's really worked out for them is, is their goaltending situation because, you know, Colorado is a great example last year in the bubble of losing their starting goaltender to injury, which you never know when that's going to strike. And they're covered there too. So I, I do agree with you. I think they're a different team than we saw a few years ago, but I think that they have more layers than they did um, in previous years. And, you know, the guys that have been on the team since the beginning, um, they've got experience. I mean, this is a team that you, you guys said it at the beginning of this conversation. It's wild to think that an expansion team has made the playoffs every year since they entered the league. Uh, the pressure's on for Seattle, that's for sure. Looking forward to uh, that expansion process and what Ron Francis is going to do and how he's going to approach it. Uh, can he follow suit with the type of success that the uh, Kelly McCrimmon and George McPhee have had with the Vegas Golden Knights? Uh, you talked about the goaltending. Uh, on, a, on a grand scale, uh, you covered the entire league and, and you're watching uh, all 31 teams uh, and players and success stories. What kind of attention and love is Mark Stone getting across the league? Oh my gosh, you know, probably not enough, actually. Even on our show, like, I don't know. There's a funny thing that happens, and Darren, you've covered this game for a long time. I'm not sure if you would agree here or not. Sometimes when a team is doing really well, and there's not a whole lot of adversity, and there's not a whole lot of, like, roadblocks in the way, we sometimes take them for granted. Mm -hmm. And I think that that's happened a little bit with Vegas, because... You know, there hasn't been a whole lot of drama or anything around the Vegas Golden Knights, uh, for the most part. And so I do think Stone's just kind of like rolling along one of the best players in the league. And it's not just his offense either. I mean, you guys know that. I think he leads the league in takeaways, uh, if I'm not mistaken. Um, so I don't think he's getting enough hype. I think he's probably underhyped right now. Uh, but I don't know that that's a bad thing. I think that's kind of a good thing. Well, we need to hype it up because we want him to win the Selkie <laughs> Trophy. And, and you to drive the hype train. <laughs> yeah, so we want the Jackie hype train to be uh, to be leading this thing uh, at the NHL Network. I, I know Sid uh, Sid's having a remarkable year uh, with with Pittsburgh, uh, but uh, Bergeron is down in scoring at least comparably to Sid and Mark Stone, who are vying for for top ten positions. And it might just come down to uh, two of uh, two of Canada's best uh, right now uh, between Sid and Mark Stone. Yeah, I would even say Sidney Crosby, which this is insane mm -hmm. to say. But I would even say that Sidney Crosby, despite having a fantastic season this year, is somebody that we're probably not talking about enough. It's so funny that you bring him up because EJ and I, um, EJ Raddick, who co-hosts NHL Now with me on NHL Network, we started talking about this the other day when we were looking at the East Division. He goes, you know what's weird? We haven't really talked that much about, like, Sidney friggin' Crosby. Yeah. <laughs> You're right. Like, <laughs> one of the best ever. And I don't know if it's, if it's the nature of this season or the fact that, you know, Pittsburgh hasn't been as dominant as we've seen, although they've been very good and they've dealt with injuries and, you know, Malkin's out and they're still, they're 
certainly in the mix. I mean, the East really is up for grabs for anyone, I think, for top spot, um, for those top four teams, Boston included. Um, we, for, for whatever reason, I don't, I don't know what it is, but we aren't giving Crosby his due, which are words that I never thought I would utter ever in, well, the, in I, covering hockey. I don't want you doing it now. We want Stone to be getting the <laughs> Yeah, that kind of went the opposite way that you wanted yeah, it to, eh? Yeah, it totally blew up in my face. And uh, I don't want to correct Jackie on the air, but I'm going to. So Go for it. Just, just so you know, uh, Sydney's middle name is Patrick, not friggin'. Okay. Oh, no. Listen, oh, no. this is the one. This is the one time where your your correction. I accept. I accept. There's no bad blood here. You know, I'm not going to play Taylor Swift after this interview in anger at you for correcting me on the air. We still have good blood. It's not bad. But, Sydney you know, friggin' cross. Sydney friggin' Crosby is the best thing that I've heard on the show uh, all day. Uh, Jack, chatting with Jackie Redmond from the NHL Network, uh, NHL 1 o'clock uh, Pacific time every day for us uh, with Darren Millard and Ryan Wallace. All right, Jackie, let's let's go back to this Honda West division with the Golden Knights. And really the, the question that I have for you centers around the fourth spot, that fourth playoff team right now, St. Louis, Arizona. They're, they're kind of going through this stretch where it doesn't really seem like either team wants to be the fourth team in this division. <laughs> Who do you think wins out? Who do you think makes the playoffs in, in that fourth spot in the Honda West? Oh, my gosh. You took the words out of my mouth. Like, as you were teeing up this topic, I was just waiting to say, who wants it? It's like they're playing hot (laughs) potato, like they're afraid of the fourth spot in the division. And I understand why, because if you get the fourth spot, I mean, you're, you're going up against the juggernaut that we just talked about. I think tonight's game for, for St. Louis is, is going to be a big determining factor for me. I hate using the word or the terminology statement game, but St. Louis is playing Colorado tonight. Colorado has been on pause for a week. There's no Miko Rantanen. They don't have their starting goaltender. St. Louis has not been able to get their um, crap together this year. I mean, Craig Berube just put them through a bag skate the other day. Like, the time is now. If St. Louis, if I'm going to buy into St. Louis getting that fourth spot, they need to take advantage of the spot they're in right now because sometimes it's not, it's not who you play, it's when you play them. And they're getting Colorado in a, in a bit of a vulnerable spot. Obviously, it's unfortunate circumstances with COVID, but this is the home stretch here. This is not the first month of the season. We're like only have so many games left for each of these teams. And St. Louis has a really hard schedule down the stretch. I think 13 of their, I think they have 10 of their last 13 games or something like that. I'm messing up the numbers, but the majority of their games here down the stretch are against teams that are currently in a playoff spot really hard yeah so yeah really hard so if you're getting Colorado just without Miko Rantanen alone that's a break St. Louis is getting a break there so they need to take advantage of it and I think what we see from St. Louis tonight in that game is going to tell us a lot because right now I feel like I've been waiting for St. Louis to put the pieces together and it just hasn't happened yet I think they've suffered a lot from, from having Pareko out of the lineup um, for, for a decent portion of the season. Um, he's such an uh, underrated piece of their lineup, and I think with Petro gone and then Pareko getting injured earlier in the season and being out, I think that we really saw the impact of that. But to wrap up this very long rant, tonight is the night. Like I need St. Louis to come out 
and beat Colorado and do it in, in a fashion that's like they deserve that game, they outplayed Colorado, and here comes St. Louis. Because they're, I, I do actually believe as well the schedule, as hard as it is for the Blues, I think they have three games after Arizona wraps up their season. You're Something right. like that. Yeah. So, like, let's get it together. But it starts tonight. And if, if they can't beat Colorado tonight, then I just, I don't know. I, I haven't made up my mind on St. Louis yet. But it's there if they want it. If you want more from a fired-up Jackie Redman, you can friggin' turn on the NHL now <laughs> weekdays at 1 o'clock Pacific time and get your crap together. Uh, that's the uh, best way I, I can know. Uh, Do you love in. that I'm coming on here and just throwing out all these words? That, like, is, I don't know. Am I going to get in trouble after this? It's Vegas, Jackie. It's Vegas. Beautiful. <laughs> we, we roll. I do have one question, though, Darren. Yep. Because you came on our show a couple weeks ago, yep. and I asked you, I'm like, you got to find out what cartoons Petro's watching. Like, I need I to know. I haven't been able to. I, um, I, I, I talked to Patches a couple of times, but I haven't talked to Petro. Uh, but I right. will. I, I will <laughs> find out. I still think it's Oso and Handy Manny. Uh, with the tools. I, I I think it's somewhere in there. Oh, well, you would have better guesses than me, so uh, I don't know. But I, uh, the people need to know. I will. Uh, it might be Franny's feet, too. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm trying to go through the memory banks. There's, uh, there's Dr. McStuffins uh, as well. Uh, I will find out for you. I will absolutely get to the bottom of that. Uh, good good uh, nudge, uh, nudge with that. Uh, Jackie, thanks for doing this. Uh, you're the best, and I uh, can't wait to hook up uh, with you again and bring you on the show. Uh, always a pleasure chatting with you guys, and uh, enjoy this this final stretch. Playoffs are around the corner. It's awesome. Uh, be well. <laughs> There's Jackie Redman from the NHL Network. NHL Now every weekday, 1 o'clock on the NHL Network, and they have uh, tomorrow the Flyers and Rangers. Huge game for the Rangers. Wild and the Kings, that's a big one for both teams uh, beginning at 4 o'clock Pacific time. Coming up, uh, we have good news of the day, and also NHL one-timers on Fox Sports Las Vegas. <laughs> It's time for the good news of the day on the VGK Insider Show. The good news of the day is brought to you by Silver State Schools Credit Union, prioritizing people over profit. And we've talked about it all show the Golden Knights, the only team currently that is qualified for the Stanley Cup playoffs. I know it's likely going to change. That's how things tend to happen as you finish out a regular season. But for right now, it's time to bask in the glory of the moment and the Golden Knights becoming just the fourth franchise in NHL history to make the playoffs in each of their first four NHL seasons. It's a great accomplishment. Another step toward this team's ultimate goal. Fans, I'm speaking directly to you. Enjoy this. It is not the norm for an expansion team in professional sports. The Golden Knights continue to buck the trend, continue to get better, and continue to find their find themselves in the playoffs. That was the good news of the day, brought to you by Silver State Schools Credit Union, prioritizing people over profit.